0: Are you mind if I take a picture? I'm... Yeah, thank
1: you. Uh-huh. The form for morning prayer okay. is available this in the chat here bar. Here see.
0: See. It up, so it
1: morning prayer begins
2: on page three of the booklet. Ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. O Lord, open thou our lips.
0: And our mouth shall show forth thy praise.
2: O God, make speed to save us.
0: O Lord,
3: make haste to help us.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
3: As it was in the beginning, and shall be. Forever, world without end. Amen.
2: Praise ye the Lord.
3: The Lord's name be praised.
2: Alleluia, the Spirit of the Lord filleth the world. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 122 and
1: 125, on pages 503 and 504. I was glad when they said unto me, We
2: will go into the house of the Lord.
1: Our feet shall
3: stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem.
2: Jerusalem is built as a city that is at unity in itself. For thither the tribes go up,
3: even the tribes of the Lord, to testify unto Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord.
2: For there is a seat of judgment, even the seat of the house of David. O pray for the peace of Jerusalem.
3: They shall prosper that love thee.
2: Peace be within thy walls, and plenteousness within thy palaces. For my
3: brethren and companions' sakes, <clears throat> I will thee prosperity.
2: Yea, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek to do thee
1: good.
3: Psalm 125 They that put their trust in the Lord shall be even as the Mount Zion, which may not be removed but standeth fast for ever.
2: The hills stand about Jerusalem, even so standeth the Lord round about his people, from this time forth for evermore.
3: For the scepter of the ungodly shall not abide upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put their hand unto wickedness.
2: Do well, O Lord, unto those that are good and true of heart.
3: As for such as turn back unto their own wickedness, the Lord shall lead them forth with the evildoers, but peace shall be upon Israel.
2: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
3: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
4: Here begins the 61st first chapter of the book of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. Men shall call you the servants of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth, and I will make with them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, and that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. Here endeth the first lesson.
1: Ecclesiastes on page 6 of the booklet.
2: O Lord, I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me. Thine anger is turned away, and thou dost comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen
4: here begins the third chapter of the epistle to the second Corinthians do we begin again to commend ourselves or do we need as some others epistles of condemnation to you or letters of commendation from you you are our epistle written in our hearts known and read by all men you are manifestly an epistle of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but but by the Holy Spirit by the Spirit of the living God not on tablets of stone but on tablets of flesh that is of the heart and we have such trust through Christ toward God now now that we are sufficient of ourselves not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves but our sufficiency is from God who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter kills but the spirit gives life But if the ministry of death, written and engraved on stones, was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because the glory that excels for if what is passing away was glorious what remains is much more glorious therefore since we have such hope we use great boldness of speech unlike moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away but their minds were hardened for until this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, behold as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Here endeth the
0: second lesson.
1: Dignus
2: S. on page 7 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us kings and priests unto our God, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost. almighty god who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy holy spirit to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry that thereby mankind may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom through jesus christ our lord amen O god who is at this time to teach the hearts of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy holy spirit grant us by the same spirit to have a right judgment in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort, through the merits of Christ Jesus our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, of all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries,
5: Our lesson from Second Corinthians this morning um, is really, if we look deeply at it, a commentary on, or, or it's a um, some teaching that Saint Paul draw, for which draw, Saint Paul draws the principle from Jeremiah thirty-one thirty-one and Jeremiah thirty-one well 31 thirty-four. It's an important passage for Pentecost. Is where Jeremiah promises, or God through Jeremiah says, "I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel." Uh, not like the the old covenant they broke, but this is the covenant, I'll I'll, um, write my my law in their minds and put it in their hearts, and everyone will know me. So Jeremiah, that passage in Jeremiah contrasts the old covenant law written in stone tablets with the new covenant law written in the heart. And this is what St. Paul is picking, is, is drawing upon in this, Section where he talks about not of the letter but of the spirit It's very important too because this can be really misunderstood. Uh, people, you know, can read this passage and say, "Well, when you're, you know, insisting on the details of morality, you're 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 focusing on the letter, and you're it's really the the spirit or the the general sense of the thing." That's not at all what Saint Paul is saying in this passage. Um, he's saying that um, he's contrasting. The covenant written in stone, that's the letter uh with the new covenant written in the hearts of the Corinthians. And as I've mentioned, you know, many times in, in commenting on Corinthians, a lot of this letter is a defense by Saint Paul of his ministry because there was there were factions in Corinth that didn't like him because he wasn't as impressive uh, a teacher as other teachers. And so he's always dealing with uh and then other other uh sort of we'll get to some second Corinthians false apostles come through and try to draw away allegiance uh in a certain way, it's like the church of every age and so here is Saint Paul saying, in the letters of commendation, some people who would come to a congregation would bring a letter from maybe well the the old sort of Jewish synagogue thing was if you came visiting a synagogue, you had a letter from maybe the head synagogue in in Jerusalem saying, yeah, here, here's a, a known guy. So St. Paul saying, you know, that people had come to Corinth saying, oh yeah, we're, we have this recognition from this place. And St. Paul is saying, um, do we need these letters? He says, you're our epistle uh, because in the preaching of the gospel and the conveying of the spirit to you, we've written, the laws become written on your hearts and your very existence of it, as a church is is the evidence that we our ministry is is valid? You you are our epistle uh, written in by the Spirit in the heart, not written in stone. And he goes and, and and it's clear here that he is dealing with some measure of the apostles who were advocating for old covenant principles, the Torah, and he's Saint Paul's talking here about the new covenant in the heart, which has this um, growing. Uh, dynamic to it because, again, the Spirit gives us eternal life. And the life planted within us in the Spirit is something that it it right now is eternal. And in the midst of a world in which things are decaying and dying, the life within us, which contains the seed of our ultimate resurrection life, is growing. And so um, this wasn't true of the old covenant. Moses He was glorious. He brought the Ten Commandments down, but they didn't communicate that interior transformation. So he calls it the the covenant of death written in stone. It wasn't because there was something wrong with the commandments. It's because they couldn't give life. They could highlight God's requirements, which then highlighted human sin and kept people under the sentence of death. But now in Christ, we've been brought to repentance. We've received the gift of the Spirit, and now we have an eternal life that continues to grow. So we all with unveiled faces, not like Moses. His, his take here is that Moses covered his face when he came out, he'd go into the tabernacle to meet God, and he came out to meet the people, he'd cover his face. The Bible doesn't say this, but the gloss that St. Paul uses is that because the glory he got from God was gonna fade away. His face shone from the encounter with God in the Holy of Holies, and he came out, and then it began to fade. So he covered his face so people wouldn't see the decay. And St. Paul saying, we, with unveiled faces, because of the interior presence of the Spirit, we're not veiling our faces because our glory is growing. As he says in another passage, though our outward man perishes, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. And this ties into our uh, the Isaiah lesson, it's a, it's a lesson that appears often during the year. It's also read during Epiphany season. It's, it's the one, it's important because Jesus used this passage to begin his ministry in his synagogue in Nazareth in Luke chapter four, verse 18. He picked up the scroll and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And the spirit of the Lord being upon him is, makes him the Messiah because the Messiah is the anointed one. It's the one anointed with the spirit. And in the Old Covenant, people were anointed with oil. Oil was a sign of the Spirit. And Jesus is shown to be this this person in his baptism. When the Spirit descends upon him, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news. And he's turning ashes to beauty and mourning to joy. And this is, it's important to understand this, he gives this to us through the gift of the Spirit, not because everything we're sad about vanishes or every temporal ugliness is completely vanished, but because the life he gives us in the spirit, because he gives us the spirit, we're baptized by him in the spirit, gives us a life in which all temporal things are now seen in the light of the eternal. And we begin to see how God is working in our temporal struggles to produce the joys that are eternal, and therefore nothing we encounter in time can conquer us, because we have a life that transcends that. And so that's what we we think about in Pentecost. We see we have a life that that is eternal, that that we have in Christ, and therefore we see every temporal thing in the light of that eternal life. The big error in the spiritual life is to turn that around and to see the eternal just as a way to get us more happiness in time. But, but to have the joy that lasts, we have to find the presence of Christ in all temporal things and find how the temporal things are actually creating eternal things uh, through through the Spirit's work in us, how they're we're, we're being transformed from glory to glory through the Spirit. So a few thoughts about today's lessons.
2: Continue with a form of intercession on page 10. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in
1: mind, body, or estate. comfort and relieve them according to their several
2: necessities have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints for his sake who went about doing good thy son our saviour jesus christ amen together the general thanksgiving almighty god father of all mercies we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks For all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
1: We bless thee for our
2: creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom, with Thee and the Holy Ghost, be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost, be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Father John. Thank you. Especially
5: impressive that Chris did morning prayer sitting on that wall like that without moving, defying gravity.
0: I'm on a cruise ship. (laughs) Have a good day, everybody.